Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. I'm relaxing in my home, in our den. Feels good, feels great. Thanks for joining me again. Today we're going to continue on with forgiveness, keeping it real, part two. Many things need to be learned about forgiveness. Many things need to be learned about God's word, what Jesus said, and what we need to be doing as followers of Jesus Christ. We must forgive, folks. Stay tuned. You need to hear this because I know I do as well. Stay tuned. Okay, folks, welcome back. Once again, thanks for joining us today. Uh, look forward to another message. Sorry about this. I'm sliding my little table forward here. I'm relaxing back in the den getting the studio set up upstairs. When I get that done, I'll be doing some live as well as doing some recorded. We'll be doing some voice only as well. Thank you all for subscribing. For those of you who are leaving comments, thank you so much. It's really appreciated because we get to get that communication going back and forth, not only with you and me, but with people all around the world. Like I said before, Samoa Islands, the Philippines, shout out to all you guys, the different islands around the world, United States, Canada, Australia, shout out to all of you. God bless you all, no matter what country you're living in, where you're listening from, God bless you all. And thank you for taking the time out to listen to what I feel that the Lord is, I'm not going to say feel, but what the Lord wants me to share. Let's be serious about this. It's time to learn about forgiveness. Let's get started. So if you have not seen part two, or part one, sorry, make sure you take the time to watch part one about forgiveness, keeping it real. It was very important. I shared on the Lord's Prayer, and I'll just share real quick what I had said. Um, we were in, of course, now I'm going to lose my page after I had it marked. Uh, okay, here we were. We're in Matthew 6, and many of you know the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that was key. That's what I focused on, just that portion. The New King James Version reads, and this is Matthew 6, verses 12 and 13, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Okay? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Like it says in the King James, the bottom line is forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. If you are not out there forgiving someone who sinned against you or who made a mistake, whatever it may be, if you're offended because someone may have caused some harm to you, forgiveness is important. If you're the one that's been offended, forgive. Uh, I had a great question from Leslie Miller. Shout out to the Miller family, Captain Ron and Leslie. Leslie brought up a good point. She, uh, I can't remember word for word what she had asked, but the bottom line was, the question was, okay, if someone hurts you, do you have to go back? Do you have to stay in their life? You know, just because you forgive them, does that mean now I can't walk away? No. And I wrote a, a nice comment in that actual podcast comment that Leslie wrote. But the bottom line is just because someone's hurt your feelings and you forgave them, it doesn't mean you have to go back. It all depends on the situation is what I said. You know, in marriage, hey, husbands and wives, we screw up at times. 
but we're supposed to be one. We're supposed to forgive and love one another. So you sit down, you talk about it. If you're the one that's done the wrong, you ask for forgiveness. You apologize. Basic things like that. You know, I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but you have to sit down, get in God's word, learn about forgiveness, learn about how we're supposed to love one another. And that all rolls into help. And the, the uh, scenario I used with Leslie was forgiveness. You can look at it this way. You stick your hand in a mouse trap, it snaps your hand. You can reset it, but just don't go sticking your hand right back in the mouse trap again because you know what's going to happen. That happens in some cases. Do people change? Oh, you better bet they change. Of course they change. Look at us. You look what Jesus Christ did for us when he died on that cross, rose from the dead. He hung on that cross. He took those beatings. Our sin was on that cross with him. So... He forgave us, and we need to remember that when it comes to giving forgiveness to other people. Like I said before, and I've said it many times, how dare we withhold forgiveness from other people after what Jesus Christ did for us. So keep that in mind. We're going to dig right in. So today I've got a great parable, a great uh, story to share that Jesus shared to the disciples about forgiveness. And uh, we are going to be going to, we're going to start in Matthew 18. So we'll go to Matthew chapter 18. Oh, that's neat. With the hearth right up here, I'll put the verses up there. Oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Possibly if it's in the screen. Okay. All right. So we are going to start with Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 and 22. Okay, here we go. Instructions about forgiveness. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Wow. And by the way, I'm back in the big guy here. I'm back in the New King James Study Bible uh, by Thomas Thomas Nelson printing. Great one. Once again, like I said before, it's got the study notes down here. It's got the notes down here that go with the verses. You also have the verse links in here that you can also, when you're studying the word, go in, read part of the verse, and the little links will pertain to other parts of the Bible. So great study material right here. Great study Bible. Remember, it's your word. Get in it. It's God's word. Get in there. Highlight it. Stick sticky notes all through it. Whatever you need to do. Learn the word of God. Okay. So back to what he said. Peter said, how many times do I forgive him? Seven times. Jesus said, no. And in this one, Matthew records him as saying 70 times seven. Okay. So that's a lot. So 70 times seven. That means someone comes up to you. So you would do the math. Okay. 70 times seven. Oh, where am I? Okay, so you're looking at 70 times 7, 7 times 7, 49. So you're talking 490 times. I've got to sit here and someone keep offending me back to back. Well, you and I both know that's not going to happen. But he's giving you an idea of how important it is to forgive. So if somebody fails you two times in a day, that's nothing compared to 490 times. You know what I mean? It's not about the numbers. Ignore the numbers and just remember to forgive. You know, parents, you know, not only as parents, but also as children as we get older. Parents, 
Remember who you were when you were a child. Don't be so hard on your kids, but at the same time, raise them the way you should. You know, hey, I earned my spankings as a kid. Do I hold that against my parents? No, of course not. I apologize. I wrote them many love letters saying, you know what, sorry for being a knucklehead. You know, all they were trying to do was raise me the best that they could. Parents, do the best you can, raise your kids. Kids, cut your parents some slack. You have no idea what they're doing behind the scenes. Remember that, that all rolls into forgiveness. That all rolls into love. So the bottom line is when it comes to forgiveness, remember, forgive. Hey, he hurt me 10 years ago. You're still harboring that. That person's apologized. They're eaten up because deep down inside, what they did was stupid. They may have been under they may have been under the influence of alcohol, drugs, or they may not have been under the influence of anything. They were just in a bad place or they just did something really stupid that they shouldn't have done. And you have to sit down to yourself and say, you know what? The Lord forgave me. I'm going to extend my forgiveness to this individual and I'm going to share a heartfelt story. I'm going to make sure I make a note of that uh, because the Lord uh, challenged me. And uh, when I say he challenged me, he really challenged me and I had to step up to the plate and I had to make a decision on whether to offer forgiveness to an individual. And uh, you know what? I'm sharing it right now. So years ago, I lived in a town and there was a young man who, uh, you know, I was probably in my 30s. He might have been in his 20s, but for some reason he didn't like me because of the color of my skin. So you can only imagine every once in a while I'd hear him drop the N word. Uh, did it hurt? Of course it did. Do I have big shoulders and it rubs off? I'm a human. Okay. Yes, I have big shoulders, but at the same time, when you're being called a name because of the color of your skin, for Pete's sake, people, you know, the old saying where they show a brown egg. My brother, Joe Waterbury had a picture up. It had a white egg and a brown egg. But if you crack them, the insides are the same. And the whole title was racist, ex racism explained in a nutshell. And it showed the two different eggs. But when you crack them, of course, everything looks the same. So anyway, back to the story, pretty much he, I was starting to get anxiety from this guy because I'll be honest with you, there were days I wanted to hurt him. I mean, think about it. Like I said, I'm human. You're sitting back. This guy's walking by or he's driving past. And especially when he's driving past, because you know how people are. They're cowards when they're, they want to lash out at you. They have to do it yelling it out of a vehicle as it's passing by or when you're nowhere near them where you can actually reach them. So this individual, he would yell out the N word. I'd be at the gas station. I was at the gas station one day and the Lord, the Holy Spirit definitely got a hold of me. I was at the, the gas station. He yelled it out loud. I looked over and saw him and the anger that welled up in me. Oh my word. I was ready to snap something. Jumped in my vehicle, went to try to follow them. And there was a drug house in town and many knew about it. And I drove up near it and I saw the vehicle there and I literally had to sit in my car and catch myself. I had to sit back and get a breather and say, all right, Lord, help me through this. Help me get through this. Don't do anything stupid. And so I did, I drove on home, prayed about it. And, uh, but this really bothered me. And I know you guys, I'm some of you out there right now, listening to the sound of my voice or watching this video, you've been through the same thing. I'm glad I didn't react. I'm glad I had God in my life, 
because otherwise I may have done something stupid. And yes, over name calling, but it hurt. So every once in a while he would lash out. He would say something silly about my children as he's passing by. And it got to the point where I was just like, enough is enough. So my wife and I were volunteers at a church um, in a town that was about 20 miles away. Our family would go and Barb and I love youth. So we were helping out with youth, things like that. So it was our Friday night youth night. We went, we were learning about the Lord. Everything was fantastic. Praying with the kids, singing, worshiping and all this good stuff. We went to leave and keep in mind, we're 20 miles out of town. We go to leave the location, to leave the church or, you know what I mean, to leave the worship center. As we leave, we're still 20 miles away from our town. And guess who I see walking in the cold? And it was this guy. I had a decision to make. I had my children in the vehicle, my wife's in the vehicle. And I'm sitting back thinking, for a split second, because you only have a small window sometime to react on whether you're going to be Christ-like or not. You need to make that decision. And I did. And I looked and I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, there he is. He's 20 miles away from town. Oh, I just left church. Oh Lord, I know what I've got to do. And I turned around and I pulled up and I rolled the window down on Barb's side there. And I said, hey man, you need a ride? You heading back to town? Oh, thanks, man. He got in the back and uh, he said, oh, I know you. And I thought to myself, come on, man, you know exactly who I am. You've been lashing out at me and, and saying ignorant things about me in town. So I didn't. I just sat back. I said, hey, what happened? And he said some so-called friends of his, he went to go in the gas station and they left him there. So he had a 20 mile walk. It was about 25 degrees outside. That would have been fun. Uh, but instead, I knew what I had to do as a follower of Jesus Christ. I had to forgive him. So we picked him up we gave him a ride. And showing forgiveness was me giving him that ride back to town because there was that unspoken moment where he knew this is the guy that I've been saying things about and he's picking me up and giving me a ride. So needless to say, we get back to town. He asked me to drop him off on the outskirts of town, which chances are it's because of embarrassment that I picked him up and he's probably said things about me. And the last thing he wants is for his friends to see him getting out of my vehicle. So he thanked us for the ride and we went on and a peace came over me. That same peace that surpasses all understanding that comes from the Lord where you're just relieved. It was like all the racist remarks, all the foolishness just fell right off of me. My wife and I talked about it and she knew I had to do it and we felt good about it and uh, never had any more problems with him after that. In fact, after that, he wouldn't even walk on the same road instead of walking down the street that way, he would go down the back way. And, uh, but he never bothered me again. Sadly, after we moved, he ended up uh, killing a young black man. Uh, and it was sad. He uh, stabbed him in the leg and ended up cutting his artery, his main artery, and the young man bled to death. And I heard about that probably about, oh, five, six months after I'd left. And I just thought, that's sad, you know. And you not only think that, but you also think, oh, my gosh, we picked him up and we had him in our vehicle with my wife and children. He didn't do anything to us because we did that in love. 
we did that because of Jesus Christ who's in us. And so we had protection. We had God's protection over our lives. So that right there for me was the testimony that I wanted to share about forgiveness for me because that was big. If I had kept that hatred in my heart, if I had kept that anger in my heart for this young man and drove past him that night, who knows what would have happened. I know that I would have had to deal with the Lord saying, what are you doing? You just left the house of worship. You just left a place where you were talking about me and saying how much you should love one another. And then you just drove right past someone. So I showed forgiveness. And uh, I just want to share that to you because I don't know what you may be going through in your life, but that's important to do that. So I'm going to continue on because I want to read this story to you folks. Most of you know it already. Um, It's in Matthew 18 verses 23 through 35. But before I share that, I also want to let you know in that where Jesus said up to seven times seven, he also, Luke also records it in Luke 17 two and four. And he says, offend. Okay. It says, um, in verse three, sorry, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him again. Okay. So basically if the same thing. You know what I mean? I'll read that again because I chopped that up pretty bad. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. It's the same thing. There is no line in the sand saying, You forgave them, that's enough for one day. You know, who are we, like I said before, to withhold that forgiveness from someone else? So keep that in mind, folks. So let's go ahead. We're going to read back in Matthew verses uh, chapter 18, 23 through 35. Many of you know this story, but do we really listen to Jesus's words and take it to heart? Okay, so here we go. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt, the entire debt, not just a little bit. He forgave him the entire debt because he begged the master to have mercy on him. So it goes on to chapter or verses 28. But that servant went out and found his fellow servant who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt sad. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, 
they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he, after had called him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do the same if each of you to each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother, his trespasses. Wow. Powerful story. So once again, and make sure you folks, you know, when I'm giving you these verses and I'm teaching out of the Bible for a reason when I'm doing these podcasts is because I also want you to go in there just like the Bereans did in the book of Acts, where it records about the Bereans not only sat under the teachings, but they also came home and searched the scripture themselves to actually make sure that what they were learning was the truth. So within that, that's why I like to share that and give you guys the verses and the scriptures. So that's um, Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 35. That is an amazing story. So here you have, in a nutshell, the king forgives an individual for millions of dollars, you might say. Let's say it's, it's, worth, it's equal to about $10,000. The guy who's forgiven the 10000 thanks the king for forgiving him. Then he goes out in the street, sees a guy who owes him $50, for example. He gets angry after being forgiven for $10,000. Here he is. He has the nerve to think he can for, not forgive one of his servants who owes him 5 or $50, for example. He gets seen by others in the world and reports it. These individuals report it back to the king who forgave him the ten grand. And in the end, he gets called back in. What in the world are you doing? I forgave you $10,000 and here you are out there in the streets not forgiving somebody $50? Take them away. The Lord is going to do the same with us, but you've got to look at it in a different way. If we do not forgive others, the Lord will not forgive us. It all goes back once again to the Lord's prayer. Forgive us as we forgive others. The bottom line, I mean, that's in a nutshell. Lord, forgive us as we forgive others. If you don't forgive others, he's not going to forgive you. And why should he? Think about it. Jesus Christ on the cross, dying, sins, erased for all of us. And then we turn around and do the same thing over and over again. Yes, we're not perfect. We do fall. But you get on your knees and, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for the way I treated that individual. Everything you've done for me, and I just did this. Lord, forgive me. I'm going to make sure I get over there and apologize. I'm going to make sure I get over there and say, hey, forgive me if I've made any situation bad. You know, forgive me the way I treated you yesterday because it was wrong what I did, you know. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of things like that. And things you have to learn also, not only in the forgiveness area, but try to get to the point where you don't do things where you have to ask someone for forgiveness, you know. And there are times you're going to have to button up your lip. You know, there's times you're going to have to think to yourself, 
is this really what needs to be said? And my wife shared on some things the other day when we were talking about negativity and the battles of the mind. Um, her and I were having a chit chat. We have our devotionals. Sometimes we'll sit on the back deck and we'll get in the word and read and share. And it's just wonderful to be able to do that. And, uh, but some of the things, there's some sayings and I'll have to look them up, but you know, before you speak, is it vital what you're saying? Is it important? Is it going to show someone love? You know, is it going to hurt someone's feelings? You know, sometimes you may know the truth, but sometimes you have to sit back and say, is it a right time to share the truth right now? Is it a right time to say, no, the dress is ugly. You know what I mean? That's a funny one because you know how it is, you know, the joke with husbands where it's always the wife says, honey, does this dress make me look fat? And it always shows the husband getting beat up if he says, uh, yeah. So they normally go, no, honey, you look great. You know, and of course, you're not telling her the truth. But that's what you got to say, honey, do you really want me to tell you the truth? I mean, Barb and I have been married for, uh, it'll be 29 years come next year. And uh, we've been together for 29 years. And we know when we ask each other these questions, we're asking because we want to know the truth. Tell me the truth. You know what I mean? But if it's a situation where, you know, it's, you're, you're not lying. I know dad and I talked about that when Caleb and I did a podcast and it was like half truths, but there is no half truth. It's either not the truth or it is the truth, you know, and there's sometimes, and it's not even so much as withholding the truth, but as what it is, is sitting back saying, you know, do I need to share this part with this individual, even though it's going to hurt their feelings and there's nothing that they can do about it? You know, that's when you have to have some compassion, some love for one another. You know, get in the word. The word will teach you everything you need to know. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm probably going to go ahead and do some podcasts on, I'll get in touch with uh, Rick Renner and uh, get permission from whoever it is I need to get permission from to do his 12 Bible study types. It's a great book. It goes through and teaches you 12 different styles of Bible study that each person can do depending on that individual to help you get into the word and learn the word. So you'll be able to sit down and you'll be able to understand it for yourself with the guidance of the Holy Spirit helping you as you read it. And then you come alongside other people who you can sit down and take the time to read the word together and get in the word and go back and forth and mull over it and chew it and learn about what God's trying to say. But these basic core facts that I'm teaching right now about forgiveness, you know, the 10 part series on love. These are the basic things that if we don't get those right, the rest of it, it's not going to happen. You first need to learn how to love like God loved us so much that he gave us his son. Jesus Christ came down, died on the cross, rose again for us because of love. Number one, number two, learn how to forgive because in that God forgave us through Jesus Christ. Those are important facts. You learn things like that. You get that in your heart. You get that in your spirit, man. You get out here. You show that love. You show that forgiveness. Life will be totally different. And that's one thing I'm working on doing. As I'm stepping into a new chapter in my life, you know, mom passing away taught me a lot. And one of the things it definitely taught me is life's too short. It's okay to take the time and do things for yourself. Sometimes you'll be pulled in different directions and you'll realize sometimes that 
it's always about everybody else and never about you. And sometimes you need to take time for yourself and you're not being selfish. Sometimes we get in our heads that we're being selfish if we take time for ourselves or if we decide to step away from things and do something on our own or with other like-minded people that we're getting in the word together or whatever it may be that we think that we've done something wrong. No, take the time out for yourself. You need to do what God calls you to do. You know, a good friend of mine and I were talking one day and we were talking about just relationships and things like that and how, you know, we were talking about, you know, in my case, I was trying to do everything for everybody else. And it's like, you know, when you're standing before the Lord by yourself and he looks at you and he may say something like this, you were more worried about this than standing up for my word and getting into my word and doing what I called you to do. And when the Holy Spirit showed me that, when I was talking to my friend, I thought, oh my word, I never thought of it that way. It shouldn't be about everybody else in some circumstances. It needs to be about you, your relationship with Jesus Christ, because you got to get that right first, because when you get up to heaven, when you get up there on the day of judgment and you're standing before the Lord by yourself, remember, you're going to be standing before the Lord by yourself. Nobody else is going to be standing there holding their hand with you and you're going to sit back and you're going to have to take an account for your life. Did you step up and do what God called you to do? Did you love others? Did you forgive those who trespassed against you? All those things. I posted a video of a young man. Uh, amazing. It was like a... a uh, I forget how you word it, but he's an amazing poet and he was sharing about, I did this, I did that, I was on the choir, I did this, I was in Bible study, I was in church every time it was open, I did this, I did that, and Jesus looked at him and said, depart from me, I don't even know you, I have no relationship with you, and it's powerful and it really gets you in the gut. If you haven't seen that, look through on my author's page and you'll find it. It's a young black man, and he's in there, and I tell you what, the crowd was cheering when he was talking about, there's the King of King, the Lord of Lord. He is amazing. I love him. I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait to see him. And when he looked at him, he said, but I don't know you. You know, that would just hit you right in the heart. So I just wanted to share that with you folks. And uh, it's just a totally amazing blessing. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity. Once again, to share on forgiveness. Lord, I thank you so much for all the individuals out there listening to the word that I'm sharing. I thank you for your word that I'm able to share it. I thank you for all those listening, watching. I thank you for those who are commenting so we can get a conversation going about these topics. I thank you for all those who are actually sharing it as well to pass it on to those all around the world. So I thank you for these opportunities. Bless each and every individual listening to the sound of my voice and watching this video. Heavenly Father, strengthen us. Help each and every person out there who is dealing with unforgiveness, who's dealing with forgiveness, help them to come past that hurdle because I know it's not easy, but Lord, through you, all things are possible for those who love you. So we thank you for that, Lord. Strengthen each and every individual out there who is dealing with this. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness is so important. We need to be Christ-like in all that we do. 
The world needs to see Christ-like individuals who will love on others, who will forgive on others. We need to remember the world is watching. Just the way they were watching the servant who ended up going out and trying to get the $50 or whatever amount that was from his person after he was forgiven. People are watching us. Help us to be the lights in this dark world so that we can shine for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, blessings on each and every one of you. Amen. So there you have it, folks. Thanks again for watching. Blessings, blessings, blessings on all of you. Remember, forgive. Stay tuned for the next podcast episode on forgiveness. Love you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.